brain damage. More like train damage. Welcome to Sink Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. Ho, ho, ho. My name is Gareth Blackler. <laughs> and joining me, we're all aboard on this guy. It's James Barron. Hello. Chugga, chugga, woo, woo. It's me, James Barron. I'm the train, apparently, that you're all aboard. I'm like yeah. the Totoro cat bus of podcast hosts. And then I'm vehicular in nature. How are you, Gareth? I'm doing well. We've just talked extensively <laughs> off mic about the different sodas I've been drinking lately. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. Yeah. You are stock. You are chock full of your fuel required to get you to the destination. <laughs> yeah. Just hey, po- podcast glory. Don't know. Oh yeah. We'll find out. Hey James. Hey. We've just watched the Polar Express. Yeah. Robert Zemeckis, 2004. And I've got to know, how do you feel about trains? Oh man, um, I'm okay with trains. I take I've taken trains several times in my past, right. and oftentimes I uh, will try and get the drunkest I possibly can be allowed to be on a train, just because it's like a small. Uh, you're stuck on a train. You, mm. There's no. You can sort of like look around. You may be able to. There may be like an observation platform, but like. You just you just keep drinking. That's my strategy. And eventually, like, they're not going to throw you off a train. That's... You know. I mean, they're more likely to do that than a plane or... Yeah, it's true. You know, it's boat. true. But, like, I feel like... I feel like I've not got to that stage yet. But that's hmm. how I get through my train journeys, just crippling alcoholism. <laughs> May I but, ask what was the drunkest you've been on a train and what was the destination? <laughs> Pretty drunk. I um, was coming back from a holiday, uh, a Christmas holiday, eh, or on my own personal right. Polar Express. Um, but I'm heading towards the South Pole because I was going from Blenheim back to my hometown of Christchurch mm. um, with my cousin. And we were trying to, we were going beer for beer as we went home. And we were trying to count all the sheep that we saw in <laughs> aggregate, which is a mistake in New Zealand. Um, yeah, <laughs> because there are so many. We've got at least ten sheep for every person on our beautiful island country. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was very difficult to count, but we were doing our best. Um, and yeah, just drinking a lot, hanging out with my cousin. He fell asleep uh, towards the end of the trip, but uh, and so I got like a couple of beers ahead of him. But it was all good. <laughs> You took this as an opportunity to, like, sneak ahead instead oh, yeah. of, like, a break. I love that. Yeah. It's, a mar- it's a marathon, not a sprint, Gareth. That's the key. Oh, um, wow. When you're on that train journey. What about you? How, how, how have you enjoyed trains in your life? Oh, uh, yeah. I've, I've enjoyed them. Um, I took the one, I think the same one, the Christchurch to Blenheim one, and then oh. onwards to Wellington once via oh, wow. train then boat. Yeah. Um, yeah, all I remember from that is I did some <laughs> Digimon fan art because I was a kid. This wasn't recently. Okay. Um, although it could equally, have been. Equally likely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and another, like, someone, I would have been, what, like, eight, and this person who was 12, which is like an adult to you when you're eight. Holy like, shit. Like, looked yeah. over and was like, oh, cool, you're drawing a Digimon. And I was like, how did you know it was a Digimon? Thinking we'd made, like, amazing <laughs> friends. And she was like, you've written Digimon underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. oh, 
Got you roasted by yeah. your own, hoisted by your own petard, there, yeah. Gareth. Amazing. Yeah. Oh. And ever since then, I've trusted my audience a little more. Yeah. All you have to do to draw a Digimon is just start with jeans and you add <laughs> a gun and then you, you're basically 35% of the way done. Like, yeah. just draw some shapes <laughs> and, then you, and then you set, I think. Yeah. Gun yeah. shape mon. <laughs> Levi gun go. shape mon is one yeah. of the hit ones. Sure. <laughs> uh, but we're not here to talk about Digimon despite Sadly. the fans needing it. We're here to talk about what the fans... That's what the fans want. What they need is to hear us talk about Polar yes. Express. Robert Zemeckis. Film. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. How yep. do you feel about it? Have you seen it before? What's the story? Um, I'd not seen it before. So I did the, the classic double watch today where I, I treated myself to a, a raw and uncut version of the Polar Express and Ooh. then matched it with the Floyd immediately after. Um, it was, uh, it was, it's all right. It's like, it's, it's a very weird film and that it's mm. coming out like early two thousands and it's, um, famously the first like fully, uh, live action rotoscope to 3d film. So, yeah. so like live performance actors and then they get, uh, they CGI'd over them to create these other characters. And I don't know. Was this the first? It was one of the ones that popularized it. I feel like they would do, were doing this with Lord of the Rings, but, but they may have been shortly after. I don't know. I feel like it was before. Yeah. Guinness World Records say this is the first one to be fully motion captured. Okay. Fully. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because Lord of the Rings had old, old mate Gollum uh, mm. earlier in. But anyway. Um, yeah. So that technique is not fully developed to look great in this movie i would say that most of the time it's this like very awful uncanny valley where you see like human sort of interactions but the the cgi animation is not quite keeping up uh and not holding itself into the bargain up really so (laughs) yeah uh yeah it's sort of like watching a lot of aliens on screen for a long time but it's like if you get past that, I feel like mm. it's a, a fairly reasonable Christmas story. It's okay. Some of the lessons I have issues with, but anyway, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts, Gareth? What do you? How did you find this film? And you and you suggested it as well. So yeah, I'd never seen it. I suggested it for the maximum Tom Hanks that it provides. Mm. Um. I I knew going in that it was supposed to look creepy. I didn't find it that creepy. Just yeah, like, neither. Yeah, I think it was just, you just look at it and you're like, oh, it's CGI that's not there. Maybe yeah. at the time, like when CGI wasn't, you know, that was the peak CGI and it was still creepy mm. or still off. It might have seemed creepier because it was closer. Yeah, It felt fair. closer, but now we've, we've seen closer and creepier CG oh, yeah. since. So it just felt like watching like, pretty good video game graphics i think yeah. there's a couple characters mostly billy which the oh. the cgi people just did dirty billy like yeah something's wrong there they've mapped his face like too small or like too flat yeah it's got a different it's- face on a on a on a gangly puppet body more so than yeah. anything else yeah uh yeah had issues with billy but <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, we'll 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 talk about him, you know. Um Yeah. 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 Um, how did you find all six Tom Hanks in this film? I don't know if I could count them all off off the top of my head because I know that he plays like obviously the conductor. Um mm. he plays the hobo guy. Um mm. arguably Ebenezer Scrooge Puppet counts. <laughs> Even though that is performed by Hobo Guy. Um, he plays uh, Santa Claus and uh, does he play, he plays like the narrator, like the version of, like the older version of the hero character. Yeah. Um, does he play his dad as well? I think, yeah, he plays the dad. And that's he's fucking weird. playing the boy in some scenes. So the voice of the boy is... Um, the main kid from Spy Kids, who, yeah. as we all know, is now married to Megan Trainer. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of the um, motion capture for the boy is Tom Hanks, except some Whoa. of it is done by um, Josh Hutchinson from the Hunger Games movies. Whoa. And I'm so proud. I can tell you scene for scene when it's Hanks and when it's Hutchinson. Wow. There's some scenes where you're like, that's my boy. That's my boy from the Hunger <laughs> Games right there. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. That's the guy from Zephora. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's Zephora. I haven't thought about Zephora in way too long. Uh, oh my god! Based on a book by the same author as the Polar Express, Zephora. Whoa, nice. Yeah, and nice Link. Love that. Um, yeah. So you can you can tell beat for beat. I feel like that's definitely a game you could play along at home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where you just you were trying to figure out the Hanks or Hutchinson. Um, mm. and it, yeah, we could have like an on-screen indicator whenever that's happening or something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, brilliant. Listeners, email us a screenshot from this film and I'll email back whether it's Hanks or Hutchinson. <laughs> Please do. It's just like a big photo of the conductor's face and you're like, I mean, guys. <laughs> it's a uh, scene from like Sleepless in Seattle and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Please send us screenshots from Sleepless in Seattle. Please do yeah. that. Screenshots in Seattle. at gmail.com. <laughs> All right. Let's let's talk about the Polar Express, eh? Yeah. We've got- I'm, I'm, We're running late, Gareth. My my watch that only has four sections on it is telling me that I have. it's time to podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, yeah. All let's aboard. Do it. All aboard, baby. Speak to me. Opening titles. We've got- the title card drops like immediately. We're still in Speak to Me, which is rare. Um, hmm. And we're in like a snowy ass Michigan, middle of America street. Um, very unexciting. And <laughs> we get like, it's snowy. It's Christmas Eve, baby. And um, Tom Hanks giving us narration um, about like remembering a time when he was this young Hutchinson. Um hmm. Yeah, potentially. Hutchinson in Potentia. Uh, And (laughs) listening to the sound, uh, listening for the sound of Santa's sleigh as a young boy. Um, But he's not, he doesn't like, he wants to hear it, but he doesn't believe in it is the deal. Um, He's on the cusp Hmm. of of not believing in Santa is the idea. Um, But we'll get more about that soon. Um, His eyes do snap open as soon as we go into breathe. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, no, (laughs) is this going (laughs) to is this going to be the perfect sync? 
I when it happens that early, I'm like, mm. oh, okay. Like we've got like I, I immediately sat up in my chair and started paying more attention. You know? Yeah. 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 So I f- it's hard to then fight that bias when you get a couple really good early sinks. You have mm. to then like calm yourself, maybe take a break. And come back to it fresh because, yeah, it's easy to then give yourself confirmation bias. Yes, and absolutely. And I'm speaking in second person because that doesn't happen to us. That will happen no. to a lesser, a lesser podcaster, a yeah, non-scientist. A Hutchinson to our Hanks, if you will. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we uh, he goes and looks outside to, to, like, see Santa, I guess, or, like, look for evidence of Santa, but no one's out there. Except the little snowman friend who's facing away from you. I first thought the snowman just had no face and I was kind of terrified. <laughs> but then I realized that snowmen are usually built to like face the street, um, yeah. which makes a lot more sense. <laughs> we do see him later. So I was thrilled to see that on my on my watch later on. Um, <laughs> I love the idea of someone who's selfish with their snowman, though, and they make it face them. So it's like, I yeah. get to enjoy him, not it's you. It's for me to look at from my window, my bedroom yeah. window. And then all the other people have to deal with faceless snowman mm. with his backwards shirt. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of wild that the snowman has oven mitts as well. Like, he's just got stick hands. He doesn't need them. What's he yeah, baking? If he goes near an oven, he's going to melt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the oh. mitts will provide no help. <laughs> exactly. He needs a full body mitt. Mm. Um Arguably, the arms are the only part that doesn't need the mitt. (laughs) It's very true. Um, Yeah. So, I noted here that this is, like, when I first started seeing that the animation was whack as heck for this. Just, like, people moving around looks wrong. Like, Mm. things, like, it's really hard to explain because it's it's a full rotoscope effect. So, they've recorded a live action um, sequence of this. Uh, with probably pretty tight like uh, cinematography and like framing and Mm. then match that for a shot in full CGI, which is a lot of fucking work and money going into this. Yeah. Um, But it just, it just looks weird. It makes for a strange effect. Like this can be done well. It's just that it's really tough to balance Mm. uh, the too close to human movement. It works a lot better when you're dealing with, human elements in the same scene but um when it's full cgi like this you really run the risk of things looking either too close to being real or not stylized enough you know yeah it's it's real tricky i feel like for the most part this movie's pretty okay at it it's just that the faces look wrong um Mm. you know like all the action sequences i'm pretty into uh oh the action the action and like camera work if you'd call it that i'm not really sure what you call it for animation is amazing like it's still camera work you know yeah yeah almost i mean this in the nicest way this would make a way better like 4d roller coaster experience oh my god a screen on a moving chair then it does yeah yeah you read my mind we'll get i was Mm. gonna get into that when we get into the roller coasters but you are spot on with that description um yeah uh anyway he goes down to check for santa's arrival there's no presence under the tree um sees like a weird he sees a shadow of santa on the ground but this turns out to be his like father bringing uh his sister to bed um Mm. which is like it upset me that like they were perfectly creating the shadow because it just sort of morphs like how the what arrangement of people (laughs) 
do you have to be in to like create a full Santa outline like that? It kind of weirded <laughs> me out. The more I thought about it, I was like, what the yeah. fuck? Um, His it- beard shaped sister. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but anyway, she's getting carried off to bed and uh, is saying uh, that, yeah, her brother's been telling her all this stuff about Santa not being real. Um, and that like, it couldn't be real because the sleigh would be too heavy and all this stuff, et cetera. Um, yeah. And she yeah. raises a fascinating point where she's like, the sleigh would have to be as big as a cargo ship, which I mean, has anyone considered that maybe Santa is really big? Whoa. Just a like, huge boy. Yeah. I like that. Like he just reaches across countries and drops off little presents like sprinkles them down the chimneys yeah he's this enormous polar yeti who yeah um yeah is like 200 feet tall (laughs) and just delivers presents with a bazooka from uh passing overhead i don't know possible right i like it (laughs) right (laughs) um truth is out there folks yeah spot him if you can uh but yeah, so he's like watching through the keyhole for this. We do get a nice like going through the keyhole shot mm. for this, which I enjoyed. And then, um, yeah, goes over to his dresser where he keeps like a fucking dossier of gathered evidence <laughs> that Santa isn't real. <laughs> like mm. various like newspaper clippings and things like that. A magazine. Bizarre. Um, yeah. And then he checks his encyclopedia and we get this like crazy shot of him reading the encyclopedia from the book's perspective with like the words floating on the screen. They use this a lot. This kind of like mm. either looking from below glass or um, like or ice looking up at the character. They, they use that kind of shot quite a bit. And I think it's really cool. But it's, yeah, I like it. Huh? It's very. Yeah. It, it's strange to do it from a book, <laughs> but yeah. I'm OK with it. Um but yeah, uh, yes, yeah, so he reads like the North Pole is devoid of life. And uh, he's like, oh, okay. Um, and yeah, uh, he, he runs off to bed because he hears his parents coming to check on him. And they are like talking amongst themselves, thinking that he's asleep, um, saying like, oh, he's, it might be the last year that he believes. And mm-hmm. um, it's an, an end to the magic is how they describe it. Um, which is, yeah, pretty dark, I guess. But anyway, his eyes like snap open when they say that as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he closes his eyes and like goes to sleep for a bit. And then w- he wakes up uh, and it's now five minutes to midnight as he checks his clock. And uh, he it wakes up to the sound of a, a train coming through, mm. um, rattling away. Uh, now I live very close to a train track, um, and have grown up most of my life in the, in a similar kind of situation. And yet it doesn't happen like this. <laughs> <It's too much. laughs> There's too much movement, um, to be like, there is a fair bit of rattling around. You can definitely hear the train, but boy, howdy, this, this is very seriously loud. I guess he's in the middle of like suburban America where you wouldn't yeah. expect a train to be coming through, but I don't know. Seemed a bit much. Mm. It does work really well to On the Run by Pink Floyd coming in, though. It, it sure does. Yeah. yeah. It, like, as soon as... Because we're in On the Run for this. Um, the the radiator lets out a burst of steam like a train engine. Um, it's very scary. Someone needs to fix that radiator. And then, um, 
Yeah, they there's light flying by the window and he like runs out to the street to investigate and as he does so, he tears a hole in his dressing gown pocket, um, mm. which will become important. He just also is keeping a bunch of fucking marbles in his pocket for no apparent reason. <laughs> While like, who does that? <laughs> They're a sleeping marble. I guess so. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, he goes out there and as the crash sounded on the run comes in, this huge train is revealed uh, mm. with the fog like sliding off of it or like the steam, I suppose. Um, is it a steam locomotive? It's a coal locomotive, right? I don't know. Uh, I, don't know. I think you still call that a steam one. Smoke. Oh, don't know. Maybe if we weren't too busy getting drunk on trains and paid some attention. Yeah. To the train. Yeah. I don't have to drive the train. It's fine. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's Imagine if imagine that you're like you're riding the train and then the like an engineer runs down and is like can anyone drive the train? <laughs> We're gonna literally crash. Every, literally everyone who can drive it better than you can't do it. So yeah. it's you, the drunk oh, man. Oh no. <laughs> oh, I'd be sure the person less slightly less able to drive a train than me. I'll trust them more than I can trust myself. Like, absolutely. If it's just me and a child left, that child gets to drive the train. Yeah. Don't worry absolutely. about it. It looks like complicated, but not too bad. <laughs> so yeah. anyway. Um, yeah. So we get the crash sound and then we get Tom Hanks number number two coming off here. The um, conductor. Um, mm. Two slash three. I can't believe that he plays the kid. That's wild. Um, That's strange. He was going to play everything and then what the they fuck? started and it was just going to be too exhausting for him. So, I luckily. mean, and the audience. Um, <laughs> man. And also considering, like, some of the characters in this, um, you know, he dodged a bullet. Yeah. In, like, retrospect by not playing some of them. So Yeah, yeah but still, Jesus. Um, anyway. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, he gets, uh, the conductor gets off the train and mm. um, he's got a big old mustache and yeah he's all about uh being on time that's like his whole deal <laughs> yeah. um and yeah uh he sort of like goads this young hero boy to come aboard um like to take the plunge it's like classic hero's journey shit where he's like mm. oh no i don't want to i'm scared and then he's like well suit yourself and then the train starts uh taking off um and the little kid the last minute decides to jump on um and yeah they're riding away and the little snowman waves farewell (laughs) (laughs) which i liked uh yeah it's it's fairly simple sequence there is like a um sort of vaguely sinister moment from tom hanks i was looking out for these where like he leans in real close to this kid and is like i would think about climbing aboard if i were you (laughs) like and it's just he's just a bit too close and just a bit too mustachioed um, yeah. for my liking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's as if it's like, get on this train or yeah. you've got a nice family. Oh, you're going to regret it. Yeah. Yeah. Get on the train, kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it ain't good. Um, but yeah, we get on board and there's lots of um, kids in their PJs on this on this train. Um which I, yeah, they're all in PJs. They all got woken up at midnight. Uh, yeah. To yeah, they're singing the theme song to the Polar Express. Um, vaguely here, we hear it in full later. But um, okay. yeah, it's 
just this uh they're all like singing and running around this uh train cabin i instantly got anxiety seeing this scene just seeing yeah. like a train cabin full of children i was like shit like so uh yeah didn't love that <laughs> you're just imagining yeah you're settled in for a six-hour train ride yeah. and you're stuck on that car oh that would that's my personal hell put me in the mm. like in the other cabin that has is full of like discarded gross puppets over the children yeah. <laughs> absolutely um anyway uh yeah there's there's a couple of like the, these kids in particular do look terrifying um yeah we've got our female protagonist the hero girl i'm noting um here now that uh no one has character names in this except for one character who yeah. inexplicably inexplicably does um but everyone else is just uh archetypes or it's just never mentioned i think when Hmm. the hero gets on the train he is shown a clipboard that has his name on it or like some information on him and he's just like yep that's me but we don't see it um Uh, yes yeah so i don't know what the choice is there but it it makes the podcast harder for us and that (laughs) yeah uh, i suppose it's being based on a children's book and it was probably just all first um first-hand perspective so i guess so have like a reason but like, fucking ask yeah. people their names it's only polite mm. god damn um anyway so we've got yeah the the hero girl who just like sort of like creepily stares and smiles at the hero kid here she kind yeah. of freaked me out at first instance but she's okay in the end and then yeah. we have the worst character um <laughs> know-it-all kid uh who is just insufferable um mm. he's a like fully grown man doing the voice for this yeah. kid and it's the like high nasally i know everything that voice but like to the nth degree and constant mm. he is worming his way into this film at any given opportunity and oh i can't stand this guy yeah Every time he's not on screen, he's tweeting at a podcast to tell them what they got oh, wrong I, in their joke. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, he's just the worst. And all yeah. of his all of his little facts suck. <laughs> I'm, just, yeah. I'm full of contempt for this character, Gareth. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, has, fair enough. he has zero redeeming qualities. <laughs> oh, he's got nice glasses and a nice haircut, but that's yeah. just because those are my glasses and haircut. Well, I don't think you have the same haircut. You have the same glasses for sure, but I don't yeah. think I don't think you have the same hair. Um, okay, thank yeah, you. I think you're safe. This is not a young Gareth Blackler on screen that I hold such contempt for. I promise uh, you that. I was a know-it-all as a kid. I just didn't have any of the facts correct. No, no. <laughs> Which is the worst feeling, like, yeah. if you're a kid of the 90s, you're raised on media that, like, has really smart, precocious kids always dunking on adults. Oh, yeah. But if you're not that intelligent, <laughs> it just turns you insufferable. Yep. Yep. I, yeah. I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I think, yeah, potentially I hate this kid because I see so much of myself in him mm. and that we both have <laughs> annoying nasal voices, but I don't know. Hey, nah uh anyway <laughs> we'll get more much more more than we can stand of that boy um <laughs> yeah. so it's it's fine we'll talk about him then um but yeah they all are just sort of hanging out and um we they look out outside to this uh department store uh as they're going past sort of a um the equivalent in my town is called ballantines 
mm. um, where they have like Christmas windows set up with little robots moving around, um, showing like Santa's workshop or whatever. Uh, yeah, I think the famous American one is Macy's. I think yeah, it's the equivalent. UK would be like Harrods. Um, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, Auckland has Smith and Coe. Oh, there you go. Yeah. We've all got one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've all got them. Who needs them? Uh, oh, they're so expensive. <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, but anyway, so yeah, the, the hero agrees with you because he sees, he looks over and sees um, Santa bending over and the clockwork, telltale clockwork gear coming out of his back. And he's like, man, Santa stuff's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> He just like sneers in this like such <laughs> such a little shitty kid way. It's like, man, goddamn, mm. you're on like a magic train right now, kid. Settle down. Um, That's the thing. I like this is probably jumping ahead, but like, oh yeah, his whole belief, his whole arc is believing. Yeah, but he's surrounded by actual proof. Yeah, so, full like, magic and proof, and like yeah. it's proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> Yeah. He still doesn't believe by the end. It's fucking nuts. But mm. anyway, we'll get there. <laughs> um, yeah. So, the uh, the conductor comes around and punches people's tickets. Um, they uh, magically produce tickets from their pockets without, like, noticing that they're there. Pull them out of there. Um, again, we note that um, Hero Boy has a hot big hole on his pocket. Um, mm. Will become important. Um, yeah. So, he gets... Uh, the letters B and E punched into his uh, ticket and it's like, he's like, what is, what's that? And then um, the smart ass kid um, uh, he comes over and starts popping off about getting an LE punched into his card. And he's like, what does that mean? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's all will be revealed. I did kind of like this idea. It's just that it's mm. like not executed perfectly. Um, I would say, but I, th I think it's like, it's quite cute how it's done. But anyway, yeah. Um, we stop outside a lone house in the middle of nowhere, um, to pick up a little lonely boy kid, uh who has no friends out here um he's wearing like a fucking smock he like yeah. looks like he's like walked like so i thought this kid looked like young anakin skywalker from episode <laughs> one the whole time um and this uh, yeah. little brown smock that he's wearing is only helping me think of that like the desert planet oh my <laughs> that, gosh that he's from <laughs> but <laughs> But uh, regardless, he, he is surrounded by snow and magic all the time. So I, I just can't help imagine that he's going home to fucking Watto. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, why he's Watto. so upset. <laughs> yeah, you would be. You'd have no time for Christmas if you had to deal with Watto. Hey, Annie, <laughs> you've been on the Polar Express, Annie. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, crossover we need, Disney. <laughs> Polar Express. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, uh, the Phantom um, Menace. <laughs> Incredible. Well, Menace is the bloody glasses, kid. Um, mm. I also thought he looked quite a lot like Dewey from um, True, the yeah. first season of Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, super young Dewey, where he's like basically silent uh, in that yeah. er, in those early seasons. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, and a little bit like a backup character in the like PlayStation One Harry Potter game. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Only when they stop trying with Billy does he look like that. But then, yeah, no, they stop Billy. trying with him quite a lot, so that's all good. Billy, Billy boy. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, he gets picked up. He gets like basically the exact same spiel that our um, hero got, which I quite enjoyed. That's like mm. the the train conductor has this whole like thing that he goes through to get these kids on board this magic train. Um, but yeah, it's the same every time. I thought that was quite quite clever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we finish up. Uh, time as he decides to get on board the train like again last minute starts running very jankily he looks like a marionette um, mm. trying to get on onto this train and uh, they pull on the emergency brake or oh, well, the hero boy does gets up to stop the train to let the kid on and he hops on there and yeah the conductor comes back fucking furious like full tom yeah. hanks rage coming through like he has it he's still got it on tap you mm. know this this absolute terror uh <laughs> they can take over at any time yeah um, that only pink floyd know is bum- bubbling under the surface of tom hanks at all right? times yeah man's got a hair trigger here even on this magic train yeah uh, he's just obsessed with being on time uh mm. Anyway, yeah, he wants to find out who pulled the emergency brake and the fucking smart ass kid immediately dobs our hero in yeah. uh, because, of course, he does. Um, and, yeah, they ex- uh, they explain um, the, the little girl um, explains that it pulled the brake so that a little kid could get on, little Billy boy. And, yeah, he's like, oh, well, that's all right then. All good. Uh, mm. We've got a schedule to keep, but got to get the people on the train and um so then he goes over to the front and they calls for refreshments to be served the hot chocolate sequence it's not the hot chocolate i was hoping for the band hot chocolate it's in fact (laughs) a uh a full rigmarole of waiters coming out with a large uh brass machine um distributing hot chocolate that looks so unappetizing um, yeah. just by the sheer, like, by the CGI. Um, it just looks like brown sludge. Like, and the fact that they chose to shoot it up in the air, I get that it's supposed to be this, like, really cool, magical, acrobatic thing, but it just looks gross. And then, mm. you, then you see these, like, weird, a- vaguely alien kids drinking it and getting, like, chocolate mustaches. And you're like, mm, yeah, no, there's nothing good happening here. Uh, yeah. All the waiters as well have the same face. And yeah. yet they're all, pl- they're like one of the only characters where there's no repeats. They're all played by new people. Whoa, really? Yeah. I think to get the dancing. Okay. But, sure. Yeah. I got strong Cats 2019 energy from this whole thing. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 I heard the like synthesizers of Jellicle Cats yeah. over- great gig in the sky in my head it was a very alarming experience <laughs> yeah i can imagine it's a transcendent but in the wrong way yeah. uh, oh man shout outs to skimble shanks the railway cat who no oh. doubt loves this film <laughs> he's watching this every christmas he's watching this on easter <laughs> he's watching it on easter yeah. oh god 
uh, incredible. I love them. Love them so much. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're, they're having this really gross uh, hot chocolate, uh, the dirty sludge. And um, <laughs> yeah, the, the hero girl uh, saves some um, for the, the little nervous kid uh, in the back because he's in like a different compartment all on his own mm. for no good reason. I think just because he's shy. Um, but yeah, she saves him some hot chocolate like under her seat and um goes to take it to him and fucking asshole kid is like <laughs> i'm gonna get crueler as i go um <laughs> he's like oh you can't go back there without an adult it's the rules and um so immediately the conductor comes back and uh helps her over there um takes her over there and uh as she leaves uh, a, a hero boy um, notices that she left her ticket on her seat. Mm. Now, important. He could have just held on to it here. There's no mm. real reason that he has to go chasing after her and give it back to her right fucking now. She's coming back here, like, after, <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like, in maybe less than a minute, um, she'll be back. I guess it's, like, little kid logic. Being like, oh shit, she needs a ticket. That's like super important. Um, but oh man, it's just if you'd waited like literally thirty seconds, this next <laughs> sequence would not have happened. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So he picks up this little ticket and goes to give it to uh, her, and but he leaves the carriage and it like flies out of his hand because of the the fluttering wind. Mm. And we get a full fucking journey for this. Uh, for this ticket as we go out of great gig and into money for this sequence. Yeah. Um, cause this sequence costs probably a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's also a perfect metaphor for money to watch just a golden piece of paper yeah. fly with no purpose throughout nature, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And miraculously survive all sorts of things, um, yeah. overcoming nature, if you will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, Flying all over the fucking place. We get, we've mm. got, um, it lands on the snow floor. It gets like jostled by a pack of wolves. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, and then it gets caught in the beak of an eagle, a bald American eagle, um, who oh, wants man. to f- feed it to its eaglet, its little baby. Um, Which again, this would just happen in the music video to Money by Pink Floyd. Oh like. yeah, absolutely. Oh. Um, and it, it tries to eat it, but spits it up, and then it rolls into a big snowball, and then somehow gets out of that, and then floats into the back into the train carriage behind the conductor, and pins itself against a grate. And we are watching it pinned against this grate as the conductor in the background is asking the girl for her ticket, and she doesn't mm. have it. I did like the framing of that. I thought that that was quite cool. Um, yeah. Like, everything else up until that was, like, I didn't need it. <laughs> I really didn't. Um, it's a lot like, um, you know, Bobby Z and Tom Hanks didn't understand why people liked um, Forrest Gump. And they were like, oh, yeah. they just loved that feather scene. So, we're going to do yeah. that. Okay. But there'll be an eagle and a wolf and a golden ticket. <laughs> I mean, when you put it like that, it sounds great. But, <laughs> you know, uh uh, anyway, she gets her, uh, she's trying to get a ticket checked, but can't find it. And um, the hero kid admits that it was him who lost the ticket. And it's like, oh, shit. 
um, and he tries to transfer his ticket to her. He tries to give up his ride on the magic train for her because it was his fault. Mm. And the, again, the conductor's fury erupts and he's like, no, those tickets are not transferable. And like hands it back to him with shaking fists. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's very scary. And she gets yeah. taken to the back of the train where um, fucking uh, smart ass kid is saying that she's, she'll be thrown off the back and that that's standard procedure. It's like, shut up, dude. You have no idea what you're talking about. Mm. Um, Unless we just missed seeing a kid get thrown off before our hero joined the train. Like, oh, shit. Maybe, maybe it is standard research. procedure. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what we want. No. Oh, God. What was the movie that we watched where someone got thrown off the back of the train? It was fairly recent. Um, oh, God. I chose um, it. There was a train and house. <laughs> um, no, we're further back than that. It was... Uh, Oh, the listeners will tell us. You know the one. It was the it was the the old movie. It was good. Um, regardless. Ah, <laughs> oh, Dadoi. It was double indemnity. Double I even indemnity. Made a note, like, oh no, just like in double indemnity. Dadoi indemnity. Um, <laughs> that's the one. Thank God. Oh, uh, I never. Uh, very tired, listeners. I'm so sorry. Um, anyway, <laughs> old um conductors just trying to collect some like he's actually got a scheme with the girl to collect some like wicked insurance money. Oh, there it is. Yeah, he's all got it together. Yeah, it's like, and then we'll go up on the roof of the train, and then there'll be the hobo, and he'll be voiced by me. And she's like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's all standard insurance. Yeah, Don't it's, worry, it's all in the contracts." Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh. But yeah, it's it's a lot. So again, he's like the little kid is going to chase after him, and he's like, "No, I'll, I'll, I've got to stop this. I better stop the train or whatever." And as he mm. goes to stop the train again with the emergency brake, he finds the ticket against this grate and runs after them with it, being like, "It's all fine. I found the ticket." He like leaps across where he lost the ticket before between the carriages, and um, yeah. Billy doesn't is very unhelpful when he asks him where to go and he mm. goes up onto the roof because he sees like a silhouette of them and but he can't get close enough because he's fucking on top of a moving train in a snowstorm <laughs> um, and he's yeah. like maybe eight. I don't know how old this kid is, but um, <laughs> yeah, and he's just walking along the roof of this train. He sees um, some, li- some light up here. And meets the hobo guy, um, this little homeless man who, like, we briefly saw, I think, under the train um, through the the sequence with the the eagle and uh, with the wolves and stuff. I just didn't mention him. Um, I think he's down oh, there yes. as well. But anyway, um, yeah, he's just here playing like a zither or something, some kind of strange mm. plucked instrument. And he is mysterious as hell. Um, also voiced by Tom Hanks. What mm. is this guy's deal, Gareth? Can you please explain to me what is going on with the hobo guy? Because I don't know. I was literally just about to ask you the same thing, which is really annoying. I was like, oh, James James will get it. It'll be fine. No. Like, that's the issue with this film is it's inventing new Christmas mythology. Yeah. And there is already too much Christmas mythology. Like, you can't insert the magical homeless person who claims to be the king of the north pole he does and turns into 
snow whenever like spectral snow or something yeah maybe he's the spirit of christmas he like in literal sense because he talks about that um potentially Mm. but that that's a theory but he's he's it's unexplained why he has the same voice as the conductor and santa claus obviously um he has like some magic to him but he's just completely unexplained. Mm. I do kind of, I do love this kind of character in sto- in stories and film. Um, this like oh, yeah. person who seems to exist outside of the plot and sort of appear whenever they're needed and um, can comment on things like this. Sort of like a, a magical genie kind of type. Um, but like is mysterious and is never explained. I do, I do kind of enjoy that character usually. It's just, yeah, I was just trying to work him out the whole time, but- I like his energy. Yeah, I was waiting. I thought like, oh, last shot, last shot's gonna yeah, explain right? it. Like, okay, nope. end of the credits, end of the credits, gonna explain it. No. Nah. His last he shot is, is wild as well. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. He's listed on the polarexpressfandom.com as the main antagonist, which I think is what? 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 He doesn't do anything yeah. to stop any of this. Like- he, I don't think he's evil at, at all. I think he's, like, nah. helpful. He's benevolent as a spirit, if anything. Um, mm. Anyway, yeah. He's, a, like if, he's just living his life. If the Polar Express was a video game, he'd be your, like... He'd be the guy who teaches you the controls and maybe, yeah. like, appears in your main menu. Like, yeah, you'd you, go back to him. You'd yeah. be in, like, a spectral version of the train car and you'd be learning how to jump and he'd be explaining <laughs> it to you and then you'd be suddenly back with the train car full of kids and you'd be like, whoa, what the fuck was that? And no one will comment on it. <laughs> like, mm. And you'll have zither music playing the entire time. <laughs> uh, and when they release Polar Express go-kart racing... Oh. Um, he'll be the one when your go-kart falls off the train that pulls you back on magically, but yes. it costs you a bit of time. Yeah. He takes a big sip of his sludge and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. brings you back on the train. Oh man. Amazing. Cause all the go-karts are also on a train. Yeah. Yeah. That goes about saying there's a level on top of the train, a level in the dining cart. Yeah. <laughs> level under the train. There's one level on the North Pole, which is not, which is everyone's favorite because it's not on a train. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a fun level where you're just riding on a ticket. That's well, yeah, that's good. It's just very basic. Yeah, just go that's back like final destination of <laughs> the, <laughs> the, uh, the Polar Express go kart video game. Yeah, <laughs> which uh, we're making. Let's get this kickstarted. <laughs> yeah, where's that? Where's Polar Express carts for the <laughs> for the PS5 and Xbox One, yeah. Gareth? I need to know. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, he's just sort of chilling up here, having a cup of joe and claiming, as you say, that he's the king of the North Pole, which, like, is he? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It bring, calls into question as to whether or not um, all the characters played by Tom Hanks are the same person um because mm. that could be true like they could be all like part of this kid's psyche or something yeah um, they're all meant to teach him different elements of the yeah. of christmas right that would make sense but it's it, uh, it's not fully clear but yeah. I, I don't know um anyway he tells him to put his ticket in his shoe uh and they, he does that and then um 
the kid asks if, if Santa's the king of the North Pole and the hobo sort of like mocks him. He just like pulls this Santa hat out and starts doing a long Santa laugh. Doesn't say either way, um, but questions the kid if uh, what he thinks of Santa. And the kid is like, I want to believe. And he finishes the sentence saying, but you don't want to be bamboozled. You don't want to be tricked, um, which is a fair way of thinking. I think that's like how most kids would feel about it at that age. They would they would yeah. say that like they want to believe in Santa. Santa's great. Everyone wants to believe in Santa, but um, they don't want to be fooled or tricked by anyone. They hate that. Kids kids hate being tricked. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing that yeah. magicians get anywhere, um, <laughs> right? Yeah, and ventriloquists. Yeah, also right. Tricking you. Yeah, you better be a mm. bloody good ventriloquist because otherwise there's going to be kids being like, Mm-mm, shaking their heads at you. I see yeah. your mouth moving, puppet boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he also says, yeah. So the, the hobo says seeing is believing as well, which is an evocative phrase for mm. it's, it's surrounding Christmas. I think that's like pretty wild. I guess that's an antagonist move. Um, yeah. <laughs> But it's sort of just ethereal and strange. He's no, he div- he doesn't do anything like evil throughout the whole movie. So I don't know. Mm. I wouldn't call him an antagonist. Um, nah. Yeah, he does sort Seeing- of convince the kid that it, that it is a dream as well, though. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Seeing is believing is also a Skuck's line for this film, which is you know everyone complains about how it looks and how that takes you out of it. Yeah. Pretty pretty sweet read. He's the antagonist to the like filmmaker. <laughs> yeah, um, that's why yeah. it says that on the wiki. <laughs> it's like this bloody character. I couldn't get them in line. Mm. Oh. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So he heads off to like find the girl. Um. And comes back with uh. He before he heads off, he asks the kid if he believes in ghosts. And he says that he doesn't. And he's just like, interesting. And then heads into the fog, which is mm. powerful ghost content. Love that. Um, and yeah, he like tries to wake himself up as we go into the the chorus of us and them. The like dramatic uh, chords coming in for that, you know. Um, mm. And yeah, the hobo returns with ski on his, skis on his feet. And he's ready to do like this excellent maneuver that he has planned. <laughs> um, they have to get to the, the engine is what he says. I love that he describes the, he's like, he uses a lot of like idioms, um, this character. And so does the conductor actually. But um, mm. he's like, that skirt that you're chasing must've gone up ahead, <laughs> which is like, that kid's not, not going to know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> and he also says like, grab my Lily for his hand as well, which is pretty wild. Mm. Um, yeah yeah just so many of these like little little throwaway lines <laughs> i have to confess i did look closer at his hand to see if he was carrying a lily <laughs> <laughs> i was oh. not ready for that slang oh it's it's good good stuff i liked it they're like well researched i guess yeah but anyway um yeah so they've got to do this maneuver because they're about to go to flat top tunnel which is a tunnel that has only an inch clearance above this uh, train. So incredibly dangerous. Um, <laughs> not, yeah. I don't think that's, that is safe uh, for the Polar Express. They should really um, sort out Flat Top Tunnel for future 
um, trips because they make this mm. trip yearly. Um, yeah. You might want to you might want to uh, sort it out. You've got time. <laughs> Send some elves down to sort mm. out Flaptop Tunnel. Give just put a little bit of headroom on there. Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Seems smart. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, the train like becomes this like long ski strip effectively uh, on top of it where um they are going up a hill and they nearly fall off the back and then uh they start descending and the train um no the train starts descending and so do they um as if it's a large ski slope and jumping between the carriages and yeah the last minute just before they hit this um tunnel entrance which looks like a mouth a bit of made with like icicles um mm. classic very reminded me of like speed racer that bit um yeah and then yeah like jumps at last minute to land in the um coal car behind the engine and uh yeah the the hobo guy is nowhere to be seen he he jumped at the same time but he just like disappeared so um yeah and yeah he goes and walks out of the coal completely unmarked by the coal by the way (laughs) you'd expect this kid to be covered in soot no not at all not a scratch on him nothing um no dust will touch this child (laughs) gareth (laughs) as it is written yes um and he comes into the carriage and he who should be here but um the hero girl who's just sort of sitting Mm. in the chair um driving the train left in charge by the engineers who we get a cutaway to and are fixing a light bulb on the front of the train because that's come loose or something um, these two guys are played by the same um, voice actor, and he. Tra- this was his last role before he died. Yeah, um, he's a like very prolific voice actor, um, and a great great actor. Um, so, shout out to you. Yep. Yeah, good job in this film too. I liked both of these guys. Um, they're like a an engineer with like a long orange beard and long hair. And then, like, a completely bald, portly engineer as well. Um, I like them both. They don't have many mm. lines, but they are they're good. Yeah. It's fun. Nice fun. restrained use of a big, two big characters, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Hero Boy pulls on the whistle of the train, uh, which is the thing that is fun. Have you done that before in your life? He says it's- I have not. He no. says it's something that he's always wanted to do. I've never even thought about doing it. <laughs> no, never. This kid is- his main character traits are skeptical about Christmas and wants to pull on things on trains. Like, yeah. he wants to pull the emergency brake, he wants to pull the whistle. Pull levers, yeah. Yeah. It's like a cat. He just, like, way too much curiosity for his own good. Mm. Skeptical and curious at the same time. Um, yeah. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Um, but yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> the the engineers see so- they repair the light, and then they see something out on the tracks in the distance, and they're like, "Oh shit!" They call out to the well. They don't say that because this is a kids' movie, but they um, call out to the kids, and they're like, "Pull on the brake! Stop the train!" And Hero Boy's stoked because he has to pull on another lever, but he just needs to know which one. And they debate. Uh, the hero girl can't make a decision as to which one she remembered the, um, was the brake lever. She's pretty sure it was one of them, but, um, fucking the hero boy says, are you sure? And she doubts herself and just sort of covers Mm. her eyes. Um, 
based on this, which is an important interaction for both these characters. So, um, yeah, pretty good. Mm. Uh, and yeah, so he eventually does side with her and pulls on the one she said to pull on, which was correct. She shouldn't have doubted herself. And Pink Floyd sing at the end of um, Us and Them, oh, the old man died. Yeah. Um, even though the old man thankfully didn't die because he's on front of the train and nearly gets rammed by a caribou <laughs> who's out here on the tracks. Um, and yeah, there are loads of caribou all over the place just chilling out. And the conductor comes back into the engine room to fucking scold these kids once more. He's like, stop, he loves. stop stopping my damn train. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they go out front uh, to see all these caribou. And there's a good bit where the conductors, like, they pull on the engineer's beard and he acts like a sort of train whistle kind of guy with his screams mm-hmm. of pain. Um and the caribou take this to mean get off the track and like bleat back at him. And then they all move off the tracks. Um, this is a scene that is completely lost when you can't hear it. When you're just listening to yeah. any color you like by Pink Floyd. It's very I was, strange. Like, trying to figure out if it was his beard hanging in front of the light and it was supposed to be turning red like Rudolph's the red nosed reindeer's oh, yeah. red nose. That would have been good. And I was like. Okay, but then why do the reindeer fear it? Do the reindeer fear Rudolph? Yeah, no. So he lets out like a a loud like call, very similar, like hearing it like without the Floyd makes it make a lot more sense. Okay. Um, Yeah, they basically make the same sound back at each other, except that one is the screams of a man and that's exactly what a caribou sounds like. Um, So, yeah, that's just a sweet fact. (laughs) <laughs> there we go i've turned i'm slowly turning into that which i hate um <laughs> yeah, anyway uh but yeah so the the conductors the conductor and the the kids hang out on the front of the train for no real reason they're just sort of out mm. here being like ah oh. well i guess they're make like making sure they don't run into more caribou um potentially actually now that i think of it um and the the engineers are back driving the train but they lose a pin, the cotter pin, which I have no idea if it's a real train thing, probably, um, falls out and means that the train is rapidly accelerating and cannot stop. It's a real speed situation. Um, yeah. And yeah, we go into a full on roller coaster experience. Now, you said earlier that this would this movie would make a great roller coaster midway <laughs> like visual we are strapped yeah. into a seat um, at uh, Warner Brothers Movie World. Uh, yeah, wholeheartedly agree. This is the first of what I would think would be four of these sequences of just like going way too fast. Uh, mm. There's a lot of this. Yeah. I think, I think that's most of the excitement of the movie, The Polar Express, is just roller coasters and slides, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which and I'll say, like, if you're in a quarantine and you can't go to a theme parks at the moment, mm-hmm. it's a good little, like, yeah. fill in the gaps. Yeah. It's a good way to, you know, get your heart racing. It does feel like going on a roller coaster. It was pretty cool. But, like... Yeah. It, yeah. Strange. It's def- for, sh- for sure in this movie. But, you know, I'm okay with it. Um, yeah. The trick is just stand outside your house for a really long time mm-hmm. and then finally get in and watch that scene. 
and then once that scene's over, go stand outside again for a long time. Yeah. And then once you're in, watch watch the next scene one. again. Yeah. Then walk to your neighbor's house and watch the next roller coaster scene. Yeah. After standing outside for a long time. <laughs> and then pay way too much for a hot dog and you're good to go. Yeah. To be delivered by Uber Eats. Mm. <laughs> it's the same. Yeah. That's the same experience almost. Yeah. You know? Uh, oh, man. Anyway, so they, they do this roller coaster sequence. And um, then it's they land on like a f- enormous frozen lake. I'm not entirely sure how this is supposed to be here because the train tracks go underwater under this frozen lake area. Mm. Uh, so in the summer, I guess this train only ever is used in the winter. But how could this have happened where maybe like a river was diverted and then froze and covered the tracks? But I don't know. Yeah. The train had to make its travel down from the North Pole at some point, though. So, surely they're aware of this ice zone. I don't know. That's a good point. They would have just made this trip, right? Unless, does it come up from the South Pole or from some other destination and then go there? good point, actually. Maybe there's a station on the South Pole and they just work their way up the globe, collecting people as they go. And then, once they stay in the North Pole for that one night and then come back and stay in the South Pole for the rest of the time. Maybe. Yeah. That makes sense. Doesn't explain the, like, extensive train station that we see at the North Pole, but that's fine. Uh, (laughs) Maybe it gets used for other stuff. Maybe. Yeah. Scrimble Shanks gets a go. Yeah, he's out there. Snowpiercer gets to use it. Oh, no. (laughs) Snowpiercer's not the name of a character, by the way. Oh, John Snowpiercer. (laughs) <laughs> Founder of the Snowpiercer. Um, is the train to Busan leaves that station? <laughs> yeah. It's full of zombies, uh, that one. It's not good. Um, hey, are trains scary? Just, oh, yeah. You know, Absolutely, right? yes. Usually, well, like, especially in film, right? Like, the mm. trains, trains have a long-standing history of being sinister in film. Ever since that one from the very early cinema where where people were just saw this train leaving the station and thought that it was going to come through the screen and crush them to death like it's this long-standing fear that just pervades all of cinema um probably not going to have a good time on train just if you're in a film fun fact this is the key to the key is to get drunk (laughs) (laughs) yeah the only way to survive yeah uh-huh. Yeah, no one got drunk and train comes towards theatre and no one was getting drunk no. and Snowpiercer. Well, actually, I think the rich people were. <laughs> Probably, <But> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Have oh, you man. heard of the, um, this is some bit of a modern video game news. Have you heard oh. of Choo Choo Charles? I have <laughs> heard of Choo Choo Charles, yes. Upcoming uh-huh. Steam title, Choo Choo Charles, in which you are a train conductor on a cursed island or something and a large uh, animate train um, with spider legs chases you down and tries to kill you. Um, looks great. Yeah. I discovered about this game, True True Charles. It showed up on my YouTube recommendations mm-hmm. in between selecting this film and watching this film. <laughs> and it definitely colored yeah. um, my whole entire experience. Yeah, yeah. There, there you go. Yes. I'm, I'm quietly looking forward to True True Charles. I'll probably play it. <laughs> Yeah, just to s- and report back at some stage. So there you go. Please do. Yeah. yeah. 
play it while listening to Pink Floyd and really. Oh yeah. Complete the experience. Um, Yeah. yeah. So they land on this frozen lake slash river and uh, I do like the visual of this train, like skidding across the ice and losing control, Mm. like Tokyo drifting this train. Um, (laughs) And uh, the pin that they were trying to grab, like falls out the window and slams into the ice, starting to like crack it and break it apart. Um, pretty scary. Uh, the train is yeah. like threatening to fall over and, uh, the, the young hero girl starts falling off and they have to like form a human chain to try and grab her and, and bring her back on the train. Um, and the hobo materializes behind him, like behind the hero boy and grabs his back, uh, to pull them back on. And then he full on disappears. We didn't see this happen before, but he like turns to turns to snow um, mm. with his hand like hanging in the air and transforming last. Very scary, really. Um, yeah, I can I can see like young young children being scared of this like ghost hobo. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, which you know isn't okay. Like we talked about it in our Tokyo Godfathers episode, our yeah. other Christmas episode. Yeah, like. That there's already an unfair stigma to oh, the yeah. way the homeless are treated. To then also present them as, you know, creepy, magical Christmas ghosts. The, yeah, the antagonists in, a, in Christmas. Yeah. You know, make make it the true villain of Christmas. Make it a huge department store that yeah. vanishes oh, into man. snow. That would have been great. The one they rode yeah. past. Yeah. It turns yeah. out they're the villains. Yeah. That would have been See? much better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, again, like, I don't think he's, like, sinister. I just, I I, mm. I like him a lot. I want to know more about him, that's all. He frustrates me, yeah. and I, I like him, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, so, wait for that cart video game for the please, true yes. facts. Yes. We're, we're riding our train cart as it is skidding across the ice, and um, it, do, like, weirdly works quite well with brain damage as we start, like, just trying to evade this cracking ice underneath them like it's trying the the ice is starting to rupture and the train is threatening to fall into the water mm. killing thousands of children um <laughs> yeah. um Ooh. um and uh yeah it starts like reversing and then rotating around also like as an added bit of drama for no real reason the girl's ticket starts flying away again like <laughs> that ticket I was like, that not really needed. Like, it was already pretty heightened <laughs> that everyone's life is threatened. But sure. Um, they managed to grab the, the ticket and um, we go into Eclipse as they, like, barely make it onto the tracks and through mm. this, like, pass of, like, sheer ice shelf in the distance. Um, and she gets her ticket punched um by the conductor because he's like oh you've got your ticket after all and then he punches an le into it um same as uh bloody know-it-all kid so whatever code this guy's cracking is pretty messed up um oh my god i've just got a message on my phone gareth that i'm interrupting the pod Whoa, okay. Here in eclipse because apparently outside the window currently there is a total eclipse of the moon and I have to investigate. <laughs> okay. Should we both just live go look at our windows? I'm going to do that right now. And then we'll come okay. back. Okay. I'm going okay. to. 
Here we go. Come with me, listeners. I'm looking out the window. <laughs> I'm also walking through my house. Whether or not this audio is usable. Oh, there is. Looks great. I don't think I'll be able to get a good photo, but I'll try. Okay, I'm taking my recording outside. <laughs> I cannot see the moon. You didn't have visibility on the moon? Not a- no, no. I, I did, I can confirm, there was an eclipse. Whoa. An eclipse. While we were talking about eclipse, there was an eclipse in real life, Gareth. <sighs> it's our first what? real life sync. A sync. I think so. Oh, as the show goes on, life will slowly begin to sink more and more with Dark Side of the Moon. Incredible. Oh. I'm very happy with that. Um, I tried to take a picture. It looks awful. If you've ever tried to take a picture of the moon, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> on, your, on your phone, it's impossible. No one's photographed the moon ever. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. No, no one knows really what the moon looks like. We were just uh, yeah. guessing. Dark side or light side. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, but yeah, isn't that wild? Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, had oh. to interrupt the show for that. I'm very happy to have received that message. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're in eclipse. As yeah. um, um, the 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 kids uh, they get their the ticket punched, and as we get the final lines of eclipse, sun is eclipsed by the moon. We see the we like pull into the kids on top of the train, and behind them is an enormous full moon. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, that's real good. It's glorious, like right on cue as well. Mm. As we like finish up our first playthrough, because we're like scaling the mountains, um, going up towards this like long bridge, and then yeah, it's just framed by this glorious moon. Great stuff. Yeah. Official yeah, sink. Official sink of sink. Arguably work. better than the real life one. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't know if you you may want to cut that out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no way, man. <laughs> okay, sweet. Um That's what's yeah, gonna so, finally win us a podcast award. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Um so we go down we go down into the um into the terrifying heartbeats between plays and uh inside the train once more as we make our way back to the cabin full of kids um and we've got to pass through the fucking refurbished recycled toy zone um full of puppets why is it that every movie that we've watched recently just has scary puppets in it don't know what is happening yeah always the puppet room as well yeah my theory is every film has a room full of puppets in it and so just, there's some yeah. films that show that open the door. Yeah, everyone has to record it. It's like part of Hollywood's contracting. Yeah. You've got to record a scene with some spooky puppets in a puppet room. Whether or not you use that footage, it's just like you've got to devote one day to the puppet room. Yeah. Um, it's ugh. always the same puppet room as well, but the puppets always change. Yeah. The puppets just have the best union, I think, and yeah. that like they just get all the gigs. You just need them, you know? Man, that's yeah. good representation law for puppets. Mm. <laughs> um, anyway, oh. uh, yeah, the, the young hero boy gets tormented by a Scrooge puppet who is hanging from the ceiling and being piloted by a hobo ghost friend, um, uh, again, using Tom Hanks's voice. Mm. Uh, yeah, like tormenting him and saying that he's a doubter. Um, as soon as he says doubter, breathe kicks in. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and uh yeah we get like uh he's like doubting the magic of christmas effectively just like scrooge that he's comparing the two characters like pretty mm. clearly um and yeah as you do when you're confronted by a puppet um addressing your insecurities <laughs> you run he runs away terrified mm. um it's back to the train car full of singing kids um and yeah they uh <laughs> They're, they're hanging out here and he's looking for the hero girl who has gone to visit the lonely kid at the back who is just singing to himself like a mournful Christmas song yeah. <laughs> about having no friends and how Christmas is no fun for him and how Santa never visits him. Um, and she comes in with her verse on the same song. Uh, saying how great Christmas is if you share it with friends, which I think is rude as hell. Yeah, <laughs> like, no doubt. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they they have a wee song together, and the song's fine. It's not. It's not amazing. It's not like a Disney banger, you know. Yeah. Um, okay. Or anything. How do, how were your thoughts on? Did you like it? Like the like the track? Uh, it's it, to me, honestly, as you know, my trained music critic is, it sounded mm-hmm. um, a lot like Breathe by Pink Floyd. <laughs> that's fair. That is fair. Yeah. Very true. Ooh, yeah. Um, because that's what we're getting for real. We're getting the real, <laughs> the real Floyd coming through. Um, and yeah, the light, with the lights in the sky work for Breathe by Pink Floyd. Yeah. There's like nice, like fireworks coming through. I like that. Yeah, um, I thought that was cool. Yeah. And yeah, the also the northern lights um come in for the for the end of their song, and that works with Breathe too. Um lighting up the North Pole in the distance as well, oh, yeah. which is this like we see lights of like a large city. Um and yeah, as they start going through this um sort of uh factory brick factory town of the North Pole where all the elves work or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, <laughs> Going through archways and things like that, um, we get the the Polar Express uh, theme tune in earnest, which is this bouncy tune, um, and it's it's awful. I hate this tune. Oh. Um, if, if you listen to it like too much, I feel like you'd go mad, and oh, because yeah. like these kids are singing it on the train, so they'd be singing this all the time, and it's it's not fun. It's like da 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 da, da like that kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah too much so i was blessed to not hear it in my pink floyd listen and so were you oh yeah um yeah fun note as well as we're traveling through this um town all the clocks say five to midnight as well which is sweet um it's been it was five to midnight when we left and it's still five to midnight now it's five to midnight for the whole film um, yeah which is great um i like that kind of stuff take that interstellar (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly oh man um yeah so the elves are apparently gathering at the center of town for uh, santa's arrival and for the first gift of christmas gareth which is again new christmas law um <laughs> that uh santa will give a lucky child aboard the Port polar express uh the first gift of christmas um it's okay. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even sound that good. Like, I it's don't know. A big, it's a big deal, I'd guess. Like, yeah. you get the first gift. Being the first for something is 
Um, at least all the YouTube commenters really love it. So, like, there must be something to it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, some families open a prison on Christmas Eve. So, no matter what, they've yeah. beaten, yeah. beaten this child. It's the first first Christmas gift given by Santa of the of the season, okay. I suppose. Yeah. So, it's all, it's all about, like, getting close to the big man, really, I think. Yeah. Um, Winning that's, his favour. Yeah, the honour of, of Santa himself. Um, but anyway, um, we actually, we see the elves uh, outside the car making their way to the the centre. Um, and yeah, they're dressed like fully in red. We don't really get a good look at them, but they are even more upsetting face-wise mm. than the children. Um, just like, because they've decided to take what they had, which was unsettling, and yeah. then heighten those features to make them more elf-like. Uh, <laughs> bold choice. Um, yeah. Doesn't help. Uh, yeah. It's interesting because it's, I guess, pushed it further away from the Uncanny Valley, but mm. into a kind of worse valley, like the yeah. the elf swamp next to the valley. <laughs> the elf swamp. Mm. Oh, don't take me to the elf swamp. There's a train <laughs> that leads there as well, but no one goes there. Yeah. Um, we elves come from there but we never go there <laughs> no even the elves don't want to go back that's why they no. try to get these jobs of santa they all come here yeah. yeah um yeah so we do get the crash sound and on the run as the the train comes to a halt here at the at the uh enormous tree in the in the town square an mm. unreal sink it was like right on there <laughs> yeah like it kind of that one freaked me out as well. We've had like a lot of pretty near perfect sinks here, right? Um, which is yeah, it's scaring me a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. This would be more <clears throat> troubling for like someone who's maybe like quite a big fan of the show and is like, oh mm. shit, if this is sinking and I have to watch this thing, <laughs> yeah, that's the issue for them. Sorry, yeah. listeners. Uh, <laughs> we'll see <laughs> if we give this a ten out of ten and then apologize. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, yeah, so we've got uh, the lonely kid who doesn't want to go and see Santa, and you're not required to see Santa if you don't want to. <laughs> if you made the whole bloody journey um, and you don't want to see Santa, you can you can hide out in the train like a little wuss. You can do whatever you want. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the other kids, uh, the two heroes go and get him, um, go to, like, convince him. And uh, the clocks go off as the um, hero boy uncouples the train car from the rest of the train. Mm. And like, it's like he in order to do this, he must have like incredible weight behind his foot. Like uncoupling a train car <laughs> got to be harder than this than an <laughs> eight year old stepping on a lever. Like, I don't know. I don't know much about trains, but. Uh, anyway um mm, maybe when the viewer does their watch of this is just watch it pretending this child has one really heavy foot it's got the club foot yeah <laughs> you know but a really strong leg to kind of balance yeah. it out <laughs> one powerful leg <laughs> oh my gosh he's gonna be good at the high jump um, oh yeah just spring up <laughs> uh but yeah so they try and convince this kid to come along and he doesn't really like make a decision in any way because the train starts rolling backwards and we get another like full-on roller coaster sequence yeah. uh where this train is just rolling down a hill backwards um and 
uh, yeah, the the hero tries to go and find the emergency brake and the hobo guy is just up there like, oh, take a break, have have a Kit Kat, like have a <laughs> cup of joe and uh, hanging out on the edge of the train, like up on the roof. And he gets slammed against uh, the, <laughs> he gets slammed against the um, tunnel's edge. Hmm. And, and disappears into into um into snow again and we see him one more time after this like that was for all intents and purposes his last interaction with the yeah. protagonist bizarre <laughs> so weird i like jumped a little when he turned into that snow like oh. it's just it's a little too violent oh he, he is it. gone mm. the fact that his cup and stuff stays real like yeah. as well it's like well, what the, what <laughs> anyway um they, yeah, he, imagine, manage, he manages to turn the uh, wheel, putting on the brakes, and the train comes to a stop on this, like, I don't know what these are called, but it's like a lazy Susan for trains, <laughs> yeah. where, where the trains go to sleep at night and their little train houses, like in Thomas the Tank Engine. Mm. <laughs> okay? You know what I'm talking about, listen. Yeah, the train houses. <laughs> yeah, the little train houses. Um, and- they get off the train and they're like, oh, crap, what do we do now? And the, the girl and the lonely boy can both hear a distant bell in, in the background. But we, the audience and the hero, cannot hear this. And mm. there are no subtitles in case uh, we, you're listening to Pink Floyd. So, whether, just, a, just a note, there are no bell sounds for this, importantly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, he's like, I can't hear nothing. And then, like, they're going after this bell because that's clearly the right way to go. Um, again, I think the, the hero is like, are you sure that's the right way to go? Are you sure guys? Are we sure about this? Um, and then they cross this, uh, suspended track. This was upsetting to me. Mm. They have to like do a tight rope walk along the train tracks, um, to get back there. I do like that. This is the second Christmas movie in a row where people have walked along train tracks. That's good. Yeah. Just a nice duality the there. Christmas the christmas legends yeah the christmas legends shout outs to all my christmas legends you know who you are <laughs> that's gonna be my um, christmas card for people this year yeah hey, you're a christmas legend that's real good oh man um but yeah so there's a weird moment of like tension on this like catwalk where the girl doubts herself again but then presses forward uh and she doesn't doubt herself again for the rest of the movie um they they do they enter this like corridor of foreshortening jokes uh <laughs> with like straight out of Willy Wonka's chocolate factory with that one hallway that gets really small mm. um just the exact same thing here uh it's it's cool i don't know if it works as well in cgi because it's already like not real so yeah you don't have that sense of oh my god they actually built this of, or you don't feel yeah. your eyes being tricked the same way no it's just they like really are. Yeah, it's it's already not very real. Like we're dealing with Santa's magic, you know. Mm. So, um, but anyway, they they press on and go into this uh, large control room uh, where the last of the elves are finalizing Santa's delivery list. Um, there's like an enormous globe in the middle and like a tower of televisions hanging above it, um, showing all sleeping children on yeah. them. <laughs> With names underneath, which is all right. <laughs> um, I guess that's how it would work. It does sort of get into the minutiae of how Santa operates this movie. Mm. Um, 
which is interesting. Um, the elves are debating this one last child, bloody Stephen. He's been put on trial, Gareth, for sticking gum in his sister's hair. And whether or not he is naughty or nice is to be determined uh, by the elves in government power here. Um, thoughts? Uh, present your case <laughs> for Stephen. Um, I'm going to say, and I don't know much about gum in here, um, the most experience I have is the um, 22 short tales about Springfield episode of The Simpsons, where Lisa mm. gets gum in her hair. But the hijinks that causes, like, oh, yeah. you don't want to have to deal with that. No. So, yeah, so he's I'll off the this, list. Yeah, this is naughty list material. Yeah. I, I would 100% agree. Don't do this. Mm. Rude move. Uh, stricken from the, the good list, I would, I would say. But again, these elves are... Uh, last minute, uh, they're like, this is the last guy on the list. Uh, we'll give him it. We'll give him one shot. Um, we'll, we'll let him slide this one time, mm. uh, but put him on a check twice list next year. I did like that line. Yeah, that I thought cool. that that was real, real clever. Um, and yeah, they, we go into uh great gig and the elves are like, we've got to get out of here that we're all done. Let's go to the square. We will take the pneumatic <laughs> and they hop into like a pneumatic tube um and a shot uh to the <laughs> to the square don't again this is not used for anything other than elf transport as <laughs> yeah. far as i can tell um but hilarious uh it's like a giant like mail room i guess with pneumatic tubes have you ever seen pneumatic tubes in full operation um not for their real use they're no um yeah i've seen it like repurposed for things but okay yeah i remember oh they were in some thing i watched as a kid and it like flipped me out that idea that you mm. yeah. yeah how about yourself yeah like I, I same as you i've seen them not for their real purpose but i did i saw one not in operation but that's about it you know okay not too exciting no anyway. what's your favorite <laughs> favorite kind of tube Oh, uh, it's got to be uh, Calippo, the <laughs> ice block that uh, is tube shaped and is lemon flavored. That is that is a quality tube. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is a also good YouTube. YouTube is a strong tube. Yeah, um, yeah, big fan of I that. I think YouTube has some bad points where it's a Calippo. But it's oh, all yeah. good. It doesn't reach the heights of YouTube, but it's more yeah. consistent. Like Choo Choo Charles recommendations. So, mm, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it gets there, but. Calippos have very rarely suggested horror games for me. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough, too. Uh, but yeah, so the, the kids hop in this pneumatic tube and we get like the third roller coaster sequence of the movie where they're just being propelled forward. We don't really see much. It doesn't last very long, this yeah. one. Yeah. It's got a similar short. vibe to the old. Um, the scary boat and uh yeah willy wonka so yeah same there. again Do, like it's, is this like a call out like i guess they're both factories but like i don't know it seems strange this is mm. the second call out we've had to him oh well. um but yeah they hop out like dazed in the next bit and they find this like large wrapping station with like uh wrapping paper hanging from the ceiling and a large conveyor belt in the middle and they're like, oh, the conveyor belt has arrows on it. The hero boy is like, oh, let's go this way. And so they do. Uh, but it just sort of leads them to a maze of conveyor belts. And he's like, oh, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> um, and 
the little little boy, um, there's one last present coming down the conveyor belts and it's for Billy. Everyone knows Billy. It's mm. the lonely kid guy here. It's so weird that he gets a name. I guess he only gets one because he receives a present and presents have people's names on them. I think that's the only reason why. Yeah. But- I don't know. If they wanted to be more, I guess, graceful about it, they could have done a, like, he picks it up and he we don't see the label and he's like, oh, it's for me. Yeah. 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 So he's like, I think I know what it is as well. And he like hold, grabs hold of it and does not let go. This, he loves this present and will die for it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it starts going down this uh, chute. And so Billy follows through the chute and the, the kids chase after him and they are sliding down this enormous slide Um like a huge water slide kind of thing uh, going down to this enormous funnel, mm. which is a little bit sinister with great gig playing over it. A little bit dark. Uh, Absolutely. Just kids rolling down an enormous metal funnel, mm-hmm. you know, like don't, don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they fall through the eye of the funnel and into a giant pile of presents um, and Billy wants to open his prison early, but he won't do it because it's labeled do not open before Christmas. And I love that the hero boy like comes in. He's like, yeah, those are the rules. <laughs> like he loves, loves rules. This mm. kid weird, weird trait that he's the one to be like, yeah, don't, don't open it. Yeah. You can't. That's the rules. The boy who's like so skeptical of Christmas is like, well, we have to obey all of the Christmas rules though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah. So the present pile gets like moved on like ro- on like a robotic track or something to an, uh, an area below a large target painted on the ceiling with a like a hole, an aperture in the middle mm. um, and uh, rockets fire up through this hole with strings attached and are connected to something that we can't see. And um a big uh sack is gathered around the presents like it uh envelops them and lifts the them up into the sky Mm. as we are going into money like having being lifted into the sky surrounded by presents by an enormous zeppelin uh (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty money (laughs) yeah that's that doesn't know how money that is to be honest yeah that's very money yeah this like double zeppelin contraption um pretty cool uh and they are trying to um they're they're getting lifted up and just looking out over the north pole and then billy suddenly gets like pulled into the presence by an unknown force uh but it turns out that it's only bloody know-it-all kid (laughs) yeah that one kid who fucking sucks again, who's just been following them, has found his presents and opened them early. Mm. Um, like, he's like, oh, I found one. Of, I wanted to make sure that I got everything on my list. And I found one of my presents, but it was just underwear. And like, fuck this guy. <laughs> there are no consequences for this in the movie at all. Like, what? he disobeys one of the Christmas rules. Nothing happens. Mm. One of the elves tells him that he's not supposed to be there, but that's it. <laughs> like there is, yeah. there is no, this kid like has not learned anything. Um, but <laughs> we'll see that later as well. Um, yeah. So like 
old mate Roger Ebert gave this film four out of four and wow. said like it you know it carries the creepiness that um great kids films have like again Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory that's true but like yeah this is this kid is asking to be Willy Wonka <laughs> this oh kid my is God, asking yes. to possibly be murdered possibly like yeah you know to learn some weird lesson that Roald Dahl's a real stickler for and you yeah, are, he just yeah. gets away for it, gets away with it. You are right on the money. He is a big uh, Mike TV energy. This mm. kid he needs comeuppance coming at him fast. Ugh, yeah. But he gets nothing. He's in the wrong film. Yeah. Damn it. That's the thing. Like, I don't actually believe children should be punished by a <laughs> purple dressed man and his small orange friends. But if you're the move, he's in a movie that would do that and yet he's wandered yeah. on into polar express unasked. yeah I, be- I believe that if any kid should it's this one <laughs> yeah <laughs> if anyone is going to walk into a rolled dial style punishment it's this kid <laughs> okay oh uh, what Ugh. if the upcoming prequel is just timothy chalamet as willy wonka punishing this one child <laughs> o- over and over <laughs> that would be very dark <laughs> yeah. Oh my lord! Oh man, the prequel where he's just like he just gets a penchant for punishing kids. Yeah, and he's like, I know what that. I'll do. I'll open a chocolate factory, and that way I'll find all those bad kids and punish them. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, don't like it. I think you've hit the nail on the head with what it actually that prequel's gonna be. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, could be. Uh, like you know, in Cruella, how like you see Dalmatians actually. You know, she's not not outright cruel to Dalmatians in the movie, but, like, mm. you know, see that a Dalmatian did hurt her. Like, it's Timothy yeah. Chalamet getting, like, Cruella. hurt by a child and being like, I'll get all children now. <laughs> getting hurt by a child. Yeah. Oh, no. He just, like, trips over one. <laughs> He's yeah. like, how dare you, boy? <laughs> oh, I like it. We'll, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm no doubt watch it. Um. And yeah, I just, I'm just annoyed that this kid has no consequences, but whatever. Uh, yeah. um, so the, we're coming in on the blimp to the square to drop this uh, large sack of presents off. A couple of elves do some like parachuting off, showing their prowess. Hmm. Um, and the, the sack like brushes up against the star at the top of the tree, which tumbles off incredibly slowly. Uh, hmm. And a bunch of elves dive down. Fucking, there's some goddamn point break elves, like, (laughs) jumping from the plane to high stakes catch the star. Incredible. They stop at, like, completely obliterating this one elf at the bottom. Mm. He would have been dead for sure. Uh, Just pulped by (laughs) on on Christmas Eve. Yeah. By the very symbol of Christmas. Whoa, what a way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, what a fitting end for an elf, though. Damn. Yeah, that's um, what all elves want when they yeah. grow up in the elf swamp. Yeah, and they return to the swamp. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will damn. say the gilded star of Christmas falling and plummeting oh, yeah. to money by Pink Floyd is a strong sink. Very powerful. Exactly. Over the money solo as well. Yeah. Just ripping away as this, like, slow motion star falling damn yeah yeah um 
anyway, they, they drop the sack off and the, the star is replaced and everything's fine. And the kids are escorted to the ground by some elves who are standing atop each other's shoulders. Like elf height compared to eight-year-old kid height is two, two to one. Mm. So there you go. They're bloody short, these elves. Um, but so it goes. Mm. So I feel like there's varying degrees of elf height out there in media. So these are some little boys, some yeah. little, little, little folks. Um, someone yeah. should and I don't want it to be me is take all the popular <laughs> depictions of elves everything from Lord of the Rings to yeah. Alf itself Alf and itself. Alf on the shelf <laughs> um, oh. and like work out the average of the heights like just the I guess medium yeah yeah I like that the, yeah. the average elf hmm yeah but before like that it. can happen is we have to make our movie where Santa's really really big the elves <laughs> yes, would have to be pretty big true. as well. So yeah. we've got to be there to throw it off a little. Yeah, they're like horrible gremlins that are like 20 foot tall or something yeah. <laughs> in our movie. We're throwing off the average massively like we usually do. Um, <laughs> yeah. oh, man. Like we do with our podcast ratings. Hey, got there. Uh, <laughs> they're all fives, baby. No. <laughs> uh yeah, so uh, the the reindeer come out now. All the all the gang, the classic eight, are here, um, and they are uh, attached to the sleigh. They're being like hoisted, hoisting um, elves off the ground, which I like because they're like flying away with mm. their magical reindeer power. Um, and the elves also bring out these sleigh bell like reins to attach to the reindeer yeah. and uh, jangle them. Uh, to the delight of the crowd but again we cannot hear them um mm. and neither can our protagonist uh at this stage he's still not believing in santa claus he's seen <laughs> flying reindeer <laughs> with his own eyes and he's like nah santa's bullshit still <laughs> still kid what more do you need oh. god damn like the the ho- homeless guy said seeing is believing you are seeing yeah. like even if he is, like, the, the antagonist and that isn't meant to be true, that isn't the lesson that you're supposed to take away. Like, this movie has given you everything mm. and you still are not believing it. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Uh, anyway, he, he's shocked as well. He can't believe it, that he can't <laughs> hear it. Um, and, yeah, it's time for um, Santa's big reveal as we are getting into us and them and... He is coming out, uh, being introduced, and the elves in chorus uh, sing this uh, cover of uh, Santa Claus's Coming to Town, um, it, which is a discordant mess, uh, oh, no. which I'm very glad that I didn't have to hear a second time. Uh, <laughs> it's very like school choiry, if you if you know what I mean. Oh um, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I- the big. Have I told this story on the show about my school choir? Well, not school choir, no. but you know how you just had to sing an assembly at school? Yeah. Despite no one telling you the notes. Um, we all in, a, in intermediate school had to sing, we wish you a Merry Christmas. But mm. someone started hissing at the end of S and we all got oh, really no. into it. And they held us back for another like 20 minutes into lunch and were like, you're not leaving until you sing this properly. But we just kept hissing. <laughs> like 212 year olds hissing at you. No wonder you like Fair you're enough. punishing them. That'll ruin Christmas. Yeah. Your teacher's on the phone like, call, call Roald Dahl. Yeah. You've got a code red. 
Timothy Chalamet, get, get in here. We've got some kids to punish. He comes down on a fabulous rope for dangling from a helicopter and just <laughs> punishes you all. <laughs> You're like, this thing, well, this rope is a snake. Oh, oh no. A licorice snake. Oh. Terrifying. Um, <laughs> I love the idea of, like, Roald Dahl being part of, like, SEAL Team 6 or something. Yeah. It's very just funny. Just to take out children. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, he had military training, you know. Oh, well, there you go. Outside of the realm of possibility. Yeah. There we go. Give me that Roald Dahl story. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. So Santa comes out. We see him. He's uh, silhouetted in the doorway. We don't see him properly. Um, yeah. We see his outline, and elves and stuff are getting in the way, and we can't get a good look at him. We see bits of him. We see like the all the symbols of Santa Claus. Again, yeah. this would be enough for me. I'd be like, I'm at the North Pole. I saw a flying reindeer. I can kind of see a big guy in a red suit with a beard. That's yeah. good enough. Like, it's it, like it could be Frankie Stevens up there, and I'd be like, okay, sure. Like that's that's Santa Claus, I guess. That's all good. I believe now. Yeah, there's like, enough context clues. Yeah, right. Like, <sighs> I don't know. But anyway, he still doesn't believe. Still can't hear the jangling of bells as uh, one of them is pinged off the reins and flies over to him and he picks it up and we get a shot from beneath as uh the hero picks this uh bell up um from like a frozen puddles perspective again mm. um and yeah he has a look at it and he can't hear it can't hear the jangling um and like he willfully decides to believe in santa because he just like has a moment to himself and he's like i believe and then he can hear the bell. Like, he wills himself to believe yeah. in Santa, which I feel like is an important distinction being made in this movie. Like, you've got to choose to believe in Santa at some point. Um, yeah, yeah, which I guess is correct. I don't know. I guess so. I don't know what that means as, like, a lesson. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's strange. We'll get to it at the end. But, um, yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, so... He can can hear the bell and he like looks into the reflection of the bell and sees Santa staring back at him and he hands the bell back over to him and Santa's in all his glory here. He's like vaguely glowing in the mm. movie as well. Yeah, I thought um, that was a bit, bit weird. Yeah, like he could be spectral as well for all we know. Yeah. Um, and he gives some like short, kind words to the kids. He rightfully shuts down know-it-all kid, yeah. um, who is demanding to be the first present recipient. He's just like, "I want the first present." And he's like, "You could use some fucking manners, boy." <laughs> <laughs> Basically, uh, so good. <laughs> and yeah, he he comes over and chooses um, the hero boy to receive the the first gift. And they go up to the sleigh and everyone's watching Gareth mm. and the kid whispers a little secret in Santa's ear of what he wants for Christmas. And he, all he wants is the bell. The, Santa's like, yes, yes, indeed. Yes. <laughs> Here you go, young man. And gives him the bell. And uh, he's like, okay, cool. The conductor comes over and says, you should put it somewhere safe. And he, only bloody puts it in his pocket that had a hole in it and yeah. i wanted i was screaming at my screen yeah it was like nothing how dare you boy <laughs> um but anyway uh 
he gets told that the bell is a symbol, a powerful symbol of Christmas, but the true spirit of Christmas lies within your heart, um, which is some cryptic words from <laughs> Santa. Uh, but there you go. Um, and that's his final uh, parting phrase as he's off to do his deliveries. We get all the like classic Santa stuff for all of um, any color you like, where he is taking off in his sleigh. He's encouraging his reindeer, um, naming them. My subtitles that I had got uh, Donna's name wrong and called him Donda. Um, so, shout outs to Kanye. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, pretty on the money there. Uh, yeah. but, Donda uh, installs now. Yeah. <laughs> Get the extended edition. It's <laughs> apparently like way too long. Yeah, like um, 30 tracks. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, but yeah, he makes his grand ascent into the night sky and um, makes like a final pass over top of the elves, dropping this like weird magic stardust stuff onto them from above. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what this is. Um, and the elves are like very happy. They throw their their hats into the air in celebration. Everyone's like, yay. And then um, the fucking... Uh, the little Billy, little Billy is saying this, could this be a dream? <laughs> like at this part, he's like, this could be a dream. And I just, I think it's so weird that he's saying that. Yeah. But anyway, it's like, this is, this is the part that he doesn't believe. Yeah. Um, it's a weird, like undercut of the whole movie, really. I think so. It's yeah. a strange line to have here. Um, but yeah, so the elves are partying because on stage, Gareth, <laughs> It's fucking Steve Tyler from Aerosmith. Yeah. As an elf aboard a unicycle, um, just singing his heart out, having a rock and roll party for Santa's big day, Christmas day. Mm. Hell yeah. Weird choice. Very weird. Like, no kids, like, in 2004, like, oh, wow, yeah, Steven Tyler's in this movie. Yeah, right? Um, he, like, he looks like Steve Tyler. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, making him into an elf doesn't make him, like, like, if anyone looks like who they are, it's Steve (laughs) Tyler in this movie. Like, they kind of did a great job (laughs) with him specifically. I think it's because he just, like, looks a bit like he could be a, like, magical elf. Mm. Um, and sometimes, you know? Yeah. Maybe they know. accidentally based this technology on Steve Tyler and then they've had to, uh, like, when they tried to do it to Tom Hanks, it's just no, like really wrong. All the, all the sliders were off. They're all set to see Steve's face. Yeah. And that's where it went wrong. Mm. That could well be. Mm. <laughs> I wonder if Steve uh, Tyler and Tom Hanks, like, got to meet. Interacted, yeah. Yeah. They're just in the booth together. Maybe. Oh, yeah. The one person he demands to record his lines with is the one person yeah. he doesn't have any lines with. Yeah. Imagine if he's there for the full table read of this movie, like waiting for this one performance wow. cameo right at the end. Steve Tyler's just sitting there like asleep <laughs> at yeah. the boardroom while Tom Hanks is doing like six different roles. Running from chair to chair. Yeah. To each child. <laughs> oh, each person. <laughs> Oh, I so badly want that to be true. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) 
Uh, but yeah, we go uh, into brain damage for a second time and the kids are being escorted back to the train for their trip home and their tickets get punched as they come back aboard the train with the lessons that they should learn mm. effectively or have learned or will learn. It's <laughs> unclear. Yeah. Um, know-it-all kid simply has learn <laughs> emblazoned on his ticket and he immediately it just thinks this is lean <laughs> so proving that he has no fucking idea yeah maybe this these are lessons to come um but anyway it's yeah he still sucks even now um billy gets uh his ticket to uh be it says rely on um and then as he flips it over it changes to count on mm. and depend on um each time uh so i guess his lesson is have friends yeah <laughs> even though you live away from everybody you live in this isolated cul-de-sac house with with no one around you um just have friends and don't be a loner don't be shy that's <laughs> your lesson kid good luck yeah. <laughs> go and go with god sir um, Walk 8Ks in the snow every day yeah. to make friends, Billy. <laughs> to have a good Christmas. Because you won't otherwise. Yeah. That's the lesson. You'll be alone and sad. <sighs> yeah. You need a fucking trick it, boy. Get your boots on. <laughs> Anakin. All right. Yeah. <laughs> get a move on. You'll never get off this planet this way. Um, anyway. And he hates snow. Snow gets everywhere. It does. It's coarse. Um <laughs> Uh, our hero girl gets lead um, as her ticket punch. Um, basically, be the leader. Uh, mm. Go ahead. Do not. Hers is pretty apropos in that she like was bad at making decisions, I guess, or was like sort of being like gaslit by people around her. And yeah, yeah. So she just needs to be more confident in her own decisions and be a leader. So I think that's a reasonable lesson. That one. Mm. Um, and hero boys one uh gets punched right as we hear i'll see you on the dark side of the moon at the end of the second play yeah. of eclipse and his punch card reads believe um there you go yeah. so all he has all he has to do is believe and yeah, yeah. that's it and as um, we also reach this point in the journey james i want to know what does your punch card say oh What's the, advice, that, the life advice this episode is teaching you? That I like go forward into the rest of my life yeah. with. I think it's um, emblazoned on it. When I got on the train, it was just WA. And by now it just says water because boy, I need a bit more water to complete this. <laughs> these longer eps, Gareth. <laughs> I'm a thirsty <laughs> lad. Just all like hydrate. <laughs> also good. <laughs> Yeah, I flip it over a couple of times. It's just various synonyms synonyms for drinking. Um, get drunk on the train. Yeah. <laughs> drink on the train is what it says, Gareth. That's my advice. Um, nice. You think it's going to say that, but the WA then turns out to be Watto, and it's just do more Watto impressions. And the... I can't now. I need water to do it. <laughs> no. Um, uh, anyway, what does yours say? What is your ticket lesson for this podcast, Gareth? Uh, I've got REM and I'm like, okay, like oh. the nineties band. And then it losing my religion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and then it turns out to be research the moon and it's you know, oh. be aware if there's going to be an eclipse so you don't just run outside with all of your recording gear yeah to not ha- not be able to see it oh yeah. there was an eclipse can confirm yeah at least where i am on i'm Earth. sure there was i just wasn't looking in the complete wrong direction <laughs> oh no <laughs> cannot locate moon <laughs> It's harder, it's darker, so, you know, mm. it's harder to spot. Very easy to locate the sun. <laughs> Very easy. Mm. Very easy. It's, it's uh, not where the moon is. Opposite yeah. side of Earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so they, they all come aboard as we go into our second playthrough of the, like, heartbeats. And they all the kids are like, oh, let's see the bell, let's see the bell. And he realizes that. He's lost it. It's fallen through his mm. bloody dressing gown pocket and is gone forever. And the kids are like, oh, we'll, we'll help you find it. It's fine. We'll, we'll hop off the train and, and look for it. And then the train takes off and they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Guess who um, Yeah. Pink Floyd can't think of anything to say either mm. as well as we, we just like having a terrible time. And um, yeah, we go, uh, we go forward and Billy is dropped off at his house um, in the middle of nowhere. And we see um, he gives an awkward handshake to the guys and hugs the girl. Uh, hugs for girls, handshakes for guys <laughs> is the oh. rule for young Billy. Oh, uh, Billy. He needs that. He needs something telling him not to do that print punched onto a uh, onto a ticket, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. <laughs> but he gets home and says that Santa has already delivered his present that he wanted, that big green one that we saw. Um, so that gives hope to young uh, protagonist as, hmm. uh, yeah, we get, um, we go off to um, the protagonist's house and he's given his farewells. Um, he just sort of waves at the know-it-all kid and gives a hug to um, hero girl and yeah, gets off the train because, yeah, I would just wave it, no at all. <laughs> yeah. His isn't a sexist decision. His is just to, like, no, get it's just like, I just kid. never want to see you in my life again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, they get out. Um, he goes off the train and um, and the conductor gives his parting words of advice. He says, uh, well, the one thing about trains is it doesn't matter where they're going. It matters... To, what matters is deciding to get on mm. i'm like is that true yeah. <laughs> i don't think so i think pretty much all that matters is well getting on is important for sure but also you should know which train you're getting on where you're going they're like that step two <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean anyone who lives in a city with trains as the public transport has definitely gone yeah. on the wrong one and it's ruined their day <laughs> yeah I don't know. I feel like that's not like if you sure if you've only got one train that you're responsible for, bloody hop on. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> but <laughs> there are lots of trains in this wide world, conductor man, mm. and they run more than once a year. So I don't think that this is actually good advice. But nah. anyway, I will say um, a lot of sentences I speak run by that <laughs> logic, though. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't. I don't know how they're going to end, but the important thing is that I did right. just start speaking <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. an idiot. A train with no destination, eh? Uh, old train mouth blackler. 
Trainmouth Blackler. There we go. Yeah. I like that one. I like that nickname. That's like a very old, like it's like a 1920s nickname. Mm. That's what they'd call you in the speakeasies. <laughs> <laughs> Trainmouth Blackler. Don't get him started about the uh, Polar Express. He's in the back, his back corner will talk your air off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah. Uh, we get into breathe and uh, the conductor calls out Merry Christmas um, very loudly, waking up all the neighbors. <laughs> yeah. And um, again, we, this is where we see um, the homeless guy, the hobo guy. He's up on the on the roof of the train and gives like a wave and then again turns to snow. Like, just just want to know more. <laughs> Honestly. What's his deal? Just the size of one of those snowflakes, but yep. instead it's just context. That's all we yep. need. That's just what we need. Just a scrap. Just a just a little snowflake landing on our tongues. That's mm. all we need. Yum 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 yum. <laughs> I do uh, feel watching this movie like like someone who's never had the cultural mythology of Christmas explained to them, trying to watch like a regular Christmas movie. Yeah. Like there's just so much I don't get that the movie's like, no, you get it. The Christmas no, hobo. Yeah, you know, the guy who hangs out on top of the train. He's the king of the North Pole. Or is yeah. he? Ooh. Oh, um, yeah, no, it's just yeah. it, so many layers of confusion, but shout outs to you. You were most, my most valuable player in the movie. Uh, oh, yeah. just, what, just fascinated from start to finish by his <laughs> yeah. presence. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, uh, we, he heads off to bed and, um, sees that Santa hasn't been to his house. There's the, like milk hasn't been drunk and the cookies is still intact etc and he goes upstairs off to bed and there's like a slow pull in on the fireplace and then we cut to the next morning mm-hmm. um and uh santa has been and they're playing with toys and as he gets up to rush downstairs to to go and open his presents he rips the exact same pocket he did last night in the rush and the marbles spill out all over the floor again hey. i think it's like a shot for shot match of how the um marbles hit the floor as well which i think is really good um, yeah i mean it's probably easier for an animation oh they might have just changed the background yeah, <laughs> yeah. fair you're like economical in terms of animation yeah, if you've animated it once already but it's also good for the, like the magic story of the film yeah um but yeah uh yeah he goes downstairs he's been given a train set very good mm. uh for the movie and um also a terrifying punch and judy dolls um these <laughs> are probably some of santa's refurbished toys uh that he's just thrown in with the with the rest here i don't know what you do with these dolls but yeah. fair enough they did get them um and there's one final present under the tree and he opens it up and it's only the bloody bell gareth yeah he he lifts it up and there's a note from a mr c in there um saying that he he left it and he should look after it next and yeah there we go <laughs> i don't remember exactly what the note said i'm pretty sure it's that <laughs> yeah it's pretty much that um and yeah he gives the gives a ring of the bell and he can hear it and his sister can hear it and then the parents come in at like peanuts parents we don't see their faces mm. um and they pick it up and have a go with the, the bell. And they're like, oh, sorry, that toy must be broken. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. I'm so sorry. Oh, well, um, sorry about that, champ. And then they go away. So, again, like, you can't hear it if you don't believe in Santa Claus. Um, 
And yeah, we get a final monologue from Tom Hanks, adult protagonist Tom Hanks. Yeah. Um, where, where there's a slow zoom on the bell and he's talking about how over time all the people in his life, all his friends and eventually his sister stop hearing the bell. But he never stops believing and never stops hearing it. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's very weird ending like it's like everyone sort of moves on with their yeah. lives except me <laughs> and i'm like and that's painted as a good thing and it's like okay and uh, it's that wonderful thing about children's fantasy where the end is always i had this amazing adventure unlike anything else yeah and i can never talk to anyone about it <laughs> yeah right exactly oh and yeah. having on the run play out over this mm. is pretty good. Uh, pretty good match in that it's very unsettling and I've, I feel unsettled at the end of the movie. I'm like, is this is this a good lesson for kids? Yeah. I don't know. It really depends on if he actually became friends with Billy. If he did yeah. and Billy stopped believing, then it gets really troubling. We don't know how far away they live from each other. Like, yeah. Five minute train it, ride. I guess so. And it is a magic train. Yeah. It's yeah. tough. Tough yeah. to say. You know what else anyway. is tough? Is we're told mm. about a magical bell. A bell that lets you believe in, you know, the pure good mm. of Christmas, you know? Yes. You get to hear something that's magic and that holds on to childhood innocence. And we do not get to hear it because Pink Floyd are playing over yeah like taking that away from us so right about that damn yeah didn't think about it that way man it really like we went into this thinking tom hanks would be the villain but all along <laughs> we've just we been... are we are the villains <laughs> oh no oh no i wasn't ready for that no no we're great we're great i'm sure okay good <laughs> um all along maybe it's never been a villain. It's been oh. a war. Pink Floyd oh. versus Tom Hanks. And we're just, we're the real victims. We're the damage that is, mm. there, you know, whoever the wins, we damage. lose. Yeah. Them, yeah. yeah. That's got to be it. It's, a, it's an eternal battle um, between two immovable forces, you know, like. It's just the, no one's going to back down between these two and we're, yeah. we're all suffering for it. But, oh, it's that's that's all we have to say, really. What what did you think and how did it sink, Gary? <laughs> uh, see, I feel bad that now we're feeding to their war or we're trying to stop yeah. it because. I, I feel really, like we have to we have to uphold our stance of peace and have yeah. to have to slow down both parties as best we can in the in the event. Like trying to hold back the floodgates of mm. uh, either one becoming too powerful, you know? Yeah. And honestly, I think we are doing that. We might even be finding their peace because this was a high sink. Yeah. It scared me how well this worked. Um, yeah. It was, it's not perfect. No. Like, I, I'm not comfortable giving this a perfect score because um, there, there were missteps throughout, but. There was a lot of things that were right on the money and it scared me. Mm. When sinks scare you, uh, (laughs) put that on the magazine cover. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's got to be up there. It's got to be a top tier. Um, Yeah. Like 
eight or nine territory, I'm thinking. Um, yeah. What are you feeling? Yeah. I'm thinking this is either... Oh, I reckon this is just below moon, so it's on like an eight yeah. and a half an kind of level. Eight and a half. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. We did have the real life sync as well, which is <laughs> yeah. pretty nuts. Well, that's so, for our longer um, sub-series where we're syncing real life with Pink Floyd. Yeah. Which I'm doing every day of my life. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, there you go. 8.5 on the graph. Oh. Cool. Cool. What, I've got what, one last question for you before we find out what we're doing uh, next week. Oh, yeah. So, this is a film that starred six Tom Hankses. And I just want to know, just friend to friend, what's who's an actor you'd like to see play six characters in one film? Oh, man. Um, so, I, I did think about this. Uh, who has the chops to play multiple characters in a film? And, mate, I've given the opportunity. It's got to be Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> just oh. see what he could do with it i feel like that's a novel idea mm. just um seeing seeing if he could uh just have a bit of a goof and a gaff with himself um you know uh <laughs> yeah is the I, man of many voices <laughs> he got to do one where he played his own sister but then you know the world yeah. kind of took that away from him yeah and what if he, he played his own family yeah what I want, like, you know how everyone says an Adam Sandler film now is just an excuse for him and his friends to go on holiday? Yeah. I want him to have to go somewhere alone and he's yes. his only friend. Like Grapple with himself. Yeah. And a, and a wardrobe full of costumes and a puppet room <laughs> and nothing else. Oh, for, it's not even a film. It's like an It's a documentary. Yeah. A live stream of him alone in a theater with costumes and puppets. Yeah. I would oh. watch that. That sounds great, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this started off as definitely a joke, but now I'm really into it. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Gareth? What's oh. your your six-man, one-man performance show? Or... Just very quickly, can we call that thing a damned Sandler? Oh, yes. Lock it in. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. Um, for me, it's going to have to be... We've There's been a hint of it. There's a mm. film called uh, Suspiria where this person plays three characters and the world weren't that impressed, but I was impressed. And I want to see Tilda Swinton playing a whole bunch Ooh. of characters. Yeah? Yeah. Definitely. I like that. I, I, I want to see her mainly play a full council of dark elves in my... <laughs> um, in my upcoming Santa is a 200 foot tall Yeti movie. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> but she just plays every member. Uh, yeah. There we Should go. Love it. The thing about Tilda Swinton, and we're, we're going to cover a Tilda Swinton film surely soon. Oh, absolutely. Because I think she's the Pink Floyd of people. Um, oh. She loves acting so much that she would love to do that. She would play yeah. all those elves and it'd all be different. Yeah. My main thing great. is I want to see Austin Powers, but it's um, Tilda Swinton. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh, my God. She Even can like, wear her costume from Snowpiercer for Austin <laughs> and then her costume from Doctor Strange for uh, Doctor Evil. Oh, my God. I love that uh, idea. She's telling all the same jokes, but no one's reacting. Like, yeah. everyone's just, like, a bit on edge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> so, look forward to those those movies, folks. Yeah. Hitting cinemas near you. Um 
all that's left to do is reveal what we're doing next, Gareth. Yes. Oh, and uh, I'm, I'm moving away from the Christmas spirit. We're doing more, more of the, like, I don't know. I feel like we need to do another, like, big hit kind of movie. <laughs> yeah, um, we've been in the woods of our own. <laughs> yeah, for a, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna go for the hits. I'm gonna we're gonna go thick and fast, and um, we're gonna we're gonna be punching above our weight, Gareth, because we're gonna be watching Rocky One. Oh, 1976 Rocky Stallone. Yeah, let's do it. Ah, yes. Ah, oh, I now get the big hit joke that I stepped on. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Oh, wow! I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Oh, well. St. Floyd, and, socials, get yeah. at us. Um, the, send, us the send us your screenshots and we'll tell you if it's Hank or Hutchinson. God, that feels like a million years ago. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, goodness, man. I've been Gareth Blackler. I've been the spectral ghost of James Barron. Um, Hanks for listening. And we'll see you on the dark side of the moon. On the dark side of the moon. Merry Christmas, listeners. Oh. Oh. I'm a ghost still. <laughs>